If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. It is the Pro Football Blitz indeed. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you live from the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa on the tip of the strip in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. And Michael, we were speaking in the last segment uh, about the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers, our breakdown of that game. You like the Pittsburgh Steelers plus the two and a half points. I have the Steelers teased up to plus eight and a half. But you had an additional question for me on the game. Fire away. Yeah, because, you know, as we cap games and go through them, Brady, it's like um, something I factor into my cap is what's second nature to a team? What what they can, what can they get to? What they can adjust to and what they're used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you mentioned, like, and a lot of people have mentioned this about the Steelers. They almost let it slip away, and um, you know they almost blew it. An opportunity right there. Now, I look at it this way: Cincinnati was in their nature, though. Like all last year, we saw Cincinnati win games like that, and they gave yeah. up a lot of sacks in the playoffs. They so, in other words, there's no panic on their part, and they know that they have the playmakers, and they know what they can get to. And so I would, from a capping standpoint, I was looking at it as lifting up Cincinnati even more as opposed to downgrading the Steelers. I was just curious what your thoughts were. 
Well, you know, I think you make a good point there. Cincinnati did win all kinds of close games last Mm -hmm. year, despite all the sacks that Joe Burrow took. I think in his last nine games played, he's been sacked like 47 times or something like that. Maybe it's the last six games. It's, It's over five per game that he's been sacked going back to the Super Bowl, the playoffs, what have you. And he's just not going to be able to sustain that if that continues. They improved their offensive line in the offseason, mm-hmm. and they have four new faces across that offensive line, and apparently they haven't found a, a continuity just yet. Uh, but I, I think you make a point. that the kind of Cincinnati is used to that type of thing, and, and that's also what they talk about with, like, injury luck or, or what have you. Things kind of regress, and when you win – so many close games in one year, typically you're going to lose them in the next. Okay. And, and, and that's certainly a handicapping angle going into preseason when you're trying to figure out what a team is going to be like the next year. You know, you do that in baseball too. Right. How many one-run games did they lose? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes that flips the next year, and those tight ones go your way rather than against you. Yeah, I mean, so as a player, it's like you're battle-tested. You're not going to panic. You're still going to make the plays that you need to make. And we saw that, Jamar Chasen. But when it does come together, eventually, like when Cincinnati does put it together with their offensive line and they're not giving up sacks and they're not overcoming turnovers, how good can this team be? Right. Right. And, but, but is if it they going to happen? That's yeah, the question. If they can't, then we know that's the intel that we have that eventually uh, they're going to succumb to that situation. Though. Part of my handicap, too, is I think it's now next year the Bengals – might be a team that I'm going to bet on to win the division. Mm, This year, they come off of that Super Bowl loss, and I think that's a very tough cloud to come out from under uh, in the follow-up season. And and it it played out in week one. We'll see if it plays out in week two. Right now, Michael, let's get to one of your former teams, the Seattle Seahawks, the first-place Seattle Seahawks. How about that? (laughs) Uh, They will travel to Santa Clara to face the division rival 49ers. And I tell you, these San Francisco 49ers, they just can't dodge the weather. Of course, they had the Monsanto soon in Chicago last week. Also a better than 50% chance this week for showers at game time. Winds in the 13 to 15 mile an hour range in the area. And I tell you, the market has been all over the place on this game. The 49ers opened up as eight and a half or nine point favorites. They've been bet to as high as 10 point favorites, and it's really bounced around all week long. And the total, in large part due to the weather, has been pounded to the under. Uh, it opened at about 42 and a half. Right now, it is at 40 and a half. The Niners currently are a nine and a half point favorite consensus in the market, Mike. Which way are you going? Well, I mean, this is a tough one for me because, like, like you mentioned, the Seattle Seahawks are one of my former teams, and I can appreciate their effort uh, uh, there on Monday night against Russell Wilson uh, and the Denver Broncos. That being said, uh, that was their effort against Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos, you know, uh, going up against a divisional opponent, familiarity, uh, a little bit different now. Geno Smith, uh, San Francisco is going to know everything about you. Uh, Not that Denver didn't, but not to the extent to where they had to figure it out along the way. I mean, I think Geno was perfect in that game. Yeah, early 17 on, of right? 18, I think. Yeah, I don't think Seattle is going to have that situation against San Francisco. Who knows this guy? Uh, and Troy Aikman did a great uh, job of pointing this out. His drop point, he stayed there. Mm-hmm. It's like he was a frozen statue. Yeah. Uh, and they got a rookie left tackle, and I know Nick Bosa – uh, is getting ready for that, getting revved up for that matchup. So uh, Seattle needs to run the football if they can. I don't know if they can against San Francisco. We'll see. Uh, and then on the other side, San Francisco's got to rev up to run a game because we saw what Denver was able to do uh, against what I believe now with Jamal Adams out the game. 
a, a team that's just going to be plain Jane Villanella out there. Uh, so to advantage Trey Lance, who now has pressure, a, a substantial amount of pressure in my estimation here. So uh, the running game, I think, will settle him down, and, and that's what Kyle's going to focus in on. But, you know, the spread from a running game standpoint, a divisional game, uh, it looks like it could be uh, a big spread there, too big for me. Uh, we talked about it, and you alluded uh, to it there. We talked about last week, Monday night in Seattle. That was really the Super Bowl mm -hmm. for the Seahawks. Yeah. And it played out that way. They got the win outright over Denver and Russell Wilson. And I think they come back to earth in a big way uh, this Sunday in Santa Clara. San Francisco head coach Kyle Shanahan, by the way, just 8-29 and straight up, 14-23 and against the spread without Jimmy Garoppolo as his starting quarterback. Now you go back all the way to his days of calling plays in 2008 with the Houston Texans, and he is 24-11 and straight up, 10-24-1 against the spread in the regular season as a favorite of six or more points. Now the 49ers, 0-9-1 against the spread as a division favorite at home, and 1-10 against the spread as a favorite of seven or more points. So all the trends really point against the 49ers here, but uh, I actually think you probably get a pretty big bounce-back effort here. Uh, you mentioned the pressure being on Trey Lance. Now, w what worries me about Lance is, mm -hmm. is the weather and right. the wind. You know, is he really going to be able to sling the ball around the yard? Um, I do lean a little bit with the uh, laying the points here with San Francisco uh, because of that drop-off that I think is likely to come for Seattle, and I do believe Seattle, or San Francisco will respond off of that loss to Chicago. Uh, let's speak about the Bengals and the Cowboys. We were talking about the Bengals a little earlier uh, to answer your question there about that Pittsburgh game that they lost in Week 1. We need a little uh, fallen hero jingle. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the fallen hero theory here with you, Mike. Of course, Dak Prescott goes down. We see this often across all sports, basketball, baseball, whatever it is. When the star goes down, the rest of the team rallies the troops, and in the very next game, they go out and win. Now, this line from over the summer was Dallas minus 2.5, and, and now it's Bengals minus 7 or 7.5. I mean, that swing to me of 9.5 or 10 points is – is wild. And you remember when Prescott went out last season against the Minnesota Vikings and Cooper Rush had to come into that game, mm -hmm. that line was adjusted by six points. So Dallas won that game outright. So I don't understand why there is such an adjustment here. Right now, we've got the uh, Dallas Cowboys catching seven. That's the consensus number in the market. Looks like the seven and a halfs are just about all gone. I see one left there, the total of 41 and a half. Well, here's where I'll start with the quarterback situation. Um, when you have Dak Prescott, you're preparing for Dak Prescott. And then who's ever the backup, you're not preparing for the backup. It's always that uh, question I think fans have. Uh, put the backup in, they'll be fine. And then when the backup gets in there and they start, they're not fine because the backup is not as good as the starter. Right. <laughs> People realize that. So uh, Cooper Rush, yeah, from a backup standpoint, yeah, maybe he can come in uh, in a spot start uh, and be uh, electrifying offense or be different, go against uh, tendencies and make things difficult for a defense. But when you prepare for Cooper Rush, like the Bengals will, he's a backup quarterback and he was cut as a backup quarterback and then brought back too. So um, I, this is a big number. Obviously, you don't want to lay, at least I don't, uh, big numbers like that on the road. I, I mean, so early on in the year, I think the Bengals have a lot to iron out. T. Higgins, concussion protocol. He's a number one receiver 
uh, as well, though. But, I mean, Jamar Chase not afraid of Diggs or whoever he's going to go up against. The matchups suggest that the Bengals should be okay in this one. Uh, going up against that Cowboys defense, I, I take that in mind too. But if, if the Bengals still have issues with protection, offensive line, T. Higgins not being there, if they don't run the football like they should, uh, this could be a closer game. Uh, I don't care if Cooper Rush uh, is on the other side. Now, again, it's the Cowboys. They didn't get into the red zone last week. They didn't get to the red zone in today's NFL, which is crazy to me to think about. But uh, just a big number to lay on the road with the, with the visiting team here. Well, and I think part of that, I mean, I think the Cowboys' defense last week was good. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what we saw out of them on offense, I think that's giving us some line value as well. You know, they always say no team is as bad as their worst effort and no team is as good as their best effort. I'm going to fade the Super Bowl loser for the second week in a row here. I played Dallas plus the 7.5 points. Super Bowl losers, by the way, 37-62-5 against the spread as non-division road favorites. And I think that makes sense, Mike because here we are only in week two. Cincinnati is still the team that went to the Super Bowl last mm -hmm. year that a lot of people are in love with, and we've seen the adjustment to this number. Uh, I, I think still that they are a little bit inflated. We talked about this in, in response to your question about the, the Steeler game. You know, they addressed their offensive line in the offseason. Apparently, they have not just uh, gelled just yet. That's four new faces across that line. Joe Burrow was under pressure and duress, turned the ball over all week long or all day long last week to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I really think Dallas could surprise some people and has a decent chance to win this game outright. Mike, Zach Taylor, I don't know if this guy's a great coach. Now, he mm -hmm. took his team to the Super Bowl last year. Now this year, he has just a mound of expectations on top of him, and I think he is going to succumb to that more often than not. Yeah, I believe uh, you're right uh, on that one. It's, it's tough. When he was on a hot seat, too, and got to a Super Bowl. Right. Now it's different. Uh, but sticking with the run, staying consistent, helping out Joe Burrow that way, uh, they're going to have to do that, make things difficult, too, for Dallas. I, Dallas is in a world of hurt, but I can see why you played that side because I would tease the Bengals down. Uh, I would not lay it uh, here with the Bengals on the road. Well, I'm not going to touch the Super Bowl loser or a road favorite. I did play Dallas plus the 7.5. We'll be back with the Broncos hosting the Texans. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening what's up everybody this is Stephen a smith when i'm not at my day job first tape you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen a smith show podcast tune in every monday wednesday and friday at the very least as i bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports pop culture business and politics You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? 
This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the Pro Football Blitz is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everybody's timeline's a little different. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step forward on change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That is Z-Y-N. It is Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you inside the Pro Football Blitz going down the card for all the Sunday games in the National Football League. And we have reached the Mile High City where Denver will play its home opener against the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans, of course, tie in week one. Bronco, uh, the Broncos infamously lose on Monday night to the Seattle Seahawks. And, Mike, I was on uh, Gil Alexander's Megapod earlier mm-hmm. this week, and he's always got the one question. If you were forced to bet every game on the board, but you were allowed to avoid just one, a game that you want no part of, this was that game for me. Uh, we talked about it being the Super Bowl for Seattle on Monday night. Well, it was a huge game for the Houston Texans in week one as well because they had lost to the Colts in 2021 twice. They were swept 31 to nothing and 31 to three. So that was a circled game on their schedule as well. Now you get Davis Mills on the road where he is one, four and one straight up and against the spread with a touchdown to interception ratio of three to eight. And so there's reason that I don't want to back the Texans. And there's reason I don't want to back the Broncos. They, huh. they looked out of sync, out of sorts, you know, uh, not well coached. And, and Nathaniel Hackett, how can I lay 10 points with a guy that made decisions like that on Monday night? So uh, this is a stay away for me, Mr. Pritchard. Yeah, I can see how people can get to that conclusion with this game. Uh, <laughs> I, I might throw some angles at you that could perhaps change your mind. Maybe All not. Right. Maybe not. Right. So, you know, Houston competitive within a division, three and three. But on the road yep. last year – um, with two and six team. Uh, and, and you think about quality opponents, too, on the road outside the division. Uh, look, the Texans, they're, they're not a great football team. They only had eight rushing touchdowns last year, and uh, Davis Mills here to save the day, I guess, this year. I don't know. Um, I liked him in week one. Yeah. I thought he looked good. And the division at home, right? right? There you go. But his wheelhouse. His wheelhouse. Um, but this is a different animal. You remember that game Monday night and how Seattle, the 12s, booed Russell Wilson? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was 
It I was important. calling my family over to the TV. I said, you guys hear how loud this game is? <laughs> I, I mean, was I, amazing. I was shocked at that because um, having played up there, and I understand the fan and the dynamic, uh, and certainly they felt jilted and they felt like uh, abandoned. But to boo that guy that's done so much for that franchise and that community, um, that right there was heartbreaking. And I think it, I, I think it fe- affected Russell. I know he said it didn't, but it did. You're yeah. human. Yeah. Um, it's going to be the reverse of that in Denver. Denver will have a home field advantage now. Knowing that fan base and knowing that that fan, fan base saw their quarterback get booed like that, they're going to give him so much energy in that, in that stadium. I agree with that. So the Texans are going to have to fight that uh, as well as the Broncos team that's looking to get better. I think the Broncos could take a leap forward. They did a lot of great things in that game against Seattle. They just didn't win it for a lot of mistakes, including the head coach. And if you can correct your mistakes, which that's what we're trained to do, we're trained to correct our mistakes, they're going to run the football, they're going to play solid defense. I think the Texans could be up against it with that home field advantage up there in Denver. Well, uh, yeah, there's some numbers that uh, spell out what you're talking about here. The Denver Broncos, 19-3 and straight up, 18-3-1 and against the spread in home openers versus mm-hmm. non-division foes. So that certainly does not bode well for the Houston Texans. Here are the scores in the five road games started by Davis Mills in 2021. 40 to nothing at Buffalo, 31-3 to at Indianapolis, 31 to 5 at Arizona, 30 to 16 at Jacksonville, 23 to 7 at San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, I know they love Davis Mills. Who does? I, I think some people out there do, but my goodness, man, he's he he. I don't know if he's ready for that yet, right? And I mean, is he the answer? I don't know if the Texans believe that he could be the answer yet either. So. Uh, just another reason maybe not to back uh, the Texans here. Russell Wilson, by the way, 14-2 and two straight up, 12-4 and four against the spread in home games played in the month of September. So a lot of signs there pointing towards the Denver Broncos. But again, I am staying away from that one, Mike. Uh, right here in Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders will play their home opener against the Arizona Cardinals. And both of these teams arrive at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday with a record of 0-1. The Cardinals were demolished by the Kansas City Chiefs down in Glendale, while the Raiders were beaten on the road by the Chargers 24-19. Uncharacteristically, Derek Carr threw three interceptions in that game. And I found this odd. The Raiders passed the ball almost 80% of the time of their offensive plays, Mike. Uh, For me, the Raiders, you know, I think they thought kind of like we thought they were going to look in our preseason prognostications. They were explosive at times. They may be in situations where they have to come from behind. But in the end, it was all going to come down to the offensive line. And sure enough, basically the final two plays of the game, Derek Carr takes two sacks and the Chargers hold on to win that game. Uh, who goes one and one, Mike, and who drops to zero oh and two? The Raiders favored by five and a half with a total of fifty one. Fifty one and a half to total, right there, too, the right? And go back to preseason when the field was a question for the Raiders, right? I'm curious if they fixed the field conditions because I know um, Kansas City talked about the field conditions out there in Arizona, and it's the same kind of mechanism. You right. roll in the yep. turf and the grass and the natural field. So uh, I want some more intel on that. We probably won't know until the game starts. But I can tell you with the weather we're currently having, mm-hmm. and I know this from being in the golf business, it's perfect grass growing. Okay. Weather. And I'm not I'm not kidding. Right. It, it, you, you got about 90 degree days with 65 degree nights. Mm-hmm. That's ideal okay. for growing turf. So. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think that's an important factor in this game because um, 
the Raiders are going to find out a lot about themselves. Think about this franchise. They went to the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they cleaned house, which is not regular in a national football. You go to the playoffs, you don't clean house the next year. They cleaned house. And if they get off to an 0-2 start, I, I think they're going to start looking around at that. So wait a minute. What are we doing? What, what's going wrong here? And what is, everything's not supposed to go wrong. Uh, Derek Carr, you know, I, has this guy evolved in year nine? I mean, he continually stays in the pocket. Time in pocket is the best for the Raiders that has been in a long, long time. And it's actually one of the best in the National Football League. And everybody's making a big deal out of the offensive line. It's what you do in the pocket. Is it second nature for you to escape the pocket? Or is it, is it second nature for you to create a play? And for Derek Carr, it's not. Right. It's not. Gruden tried to get him to run out right, of the pocket. Right, right. And I don't know when that's going to happen. And if you're, if you're Arizona, if you're Vance Joseph, we don't have to blitz the guy. We can play coverage because he's just going to stay in the pocket and make it difficult. And so maybe we can double team uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, so this game is interesting to me, Brady. I mean, you could tease up the Cardinals. If you're interested that way. Well, you're, you're not going across a no. lot of great numbers. Okay. Um, and, you, and you don't want to tease the Raiders down because no. you're going through zero. Yeah, I'm not looking at that either. But laying it with the Raiders at home, I'm I just not confident uh, there. Because uh, on the other side, I mean, the Cardinals, they're a complete mess. I get it. Um, but, you know, the injuries to the safety position for the Raiders, too, and linebacker, Perryman's out. Uh, that's a big that's the middle of that defense. And again, the defense, they have two bookends that are all pros. If they can protect Kyler and he can escape the pocket and make plays, okay, that gets difficult in the back end too for an untested or certainly not a highly regarded secondary for the Raiders in my mind. The Raiders are 3-12 and against the spread in non-conference games at home. And Arizona head coach Cliff Kingsbury, 11-7 and straight up, 13-4-1 and against the spread in regular season games as a road underdog, including 12-2-1 against the number when not playing the Los Angeles Rams. We know he's had his trouble with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, what I don't like, and, and I understand your apprehension to lay the number here with mm-hmm. the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, we, you know, if the totals in the indication, this will be a shootout. Uh, you know, the the defense is questionable for as far as the secondary goes for the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't have as much problems with their secondary as I do with their offensive line. Um, but I could probably only play Las Vegas in this game, Mike, because I think Arizona has some real injury issues. Mm-hmm. I think their defense got worse in the offseason, losing Hassan Riddick, uh, losing Chandler Jones. Now he's on the opposition, and they're banged up. Right. And, and we saw what the Kansas City Chiefs did to, did to that poor you know, defense that lost some stars and also is injured. Uh, I, I couldn't back that team for yeah. those reasons. Yeah, I mean, J.J. Watt has a chance of playing. I mean, against that offensive line, I mean, that's a matchup favorable for Arizona uh, if that comes to fruition that way. But I'm just thinking of Vance Joseph and, okay, I blitz Patrick Mahomes because I can't cover. Uh But Derek Carr is not going to hurt me with his legs. I can rush for and cover uh, and therefore make things a little bit more difficult for the Raiders in that offense. I mean, the Raiders are going to certainly have to start and be consistent with the rushing game, uh, the rushing attack if they can. But uh, J.J. Watt is questionable. Uh, here in this matchup, too. 
We have seen the sharp action uh, favor the Raiders here. This opened up at four and a half, and uh, the Sharps have bet on the Raiders all the way up to five and a half. Pretty split, even action now at the number of five and a half. I'm rooting for our home team at, to at least get the W. We'll come back and roll on here. We'll get to Brian Ortega's Green Bay Packers hosting the Chicago Bears. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. Lace up for week one with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offers every Sunday, all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, you get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday night football and get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. Well, we've got a whole new game to cover here, Mr. Pritchard. Our producer, Brian Ortega, is a uh, proud owner of the Packers franchise, one of the many stockholders for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, uh, he owns the Bears, right? 27-12 uh, and 12 against the spread in division games at home is Aaron Rodgers. The Packers, 18-5 and five against the spread versus the Bears going back to 2011, and they are 9-0 and oh, straight up and against the number under Matt LaFleur when coming off of a loss in the regular season. Oh, by the way, Rodgers, 12-2 and two, straight up and against the number at home in home openers since 2008. This is the same thing we've seen for the last few years, right, Mike? Lose the, lose the game really ugly and then go on to win 13 games in the regular season. This will be Sunday night football, one of the old rivalries in the NFL. Green Bay laying a big number. Packers minus 10 over the Chicago Bears. 42 is your total. Where are you going with this one? Well, you know me. I always start with expectations and, and what you want to do versus what you can do at the moment. We know the adjustments need to happen for the Packers offensively and defensively. Uh, oh, yeah. I think you need to call out some guys on the defensive side of the ball uh, for Green Bay. Uh, they're probably a, a game or two away from a team meeting, I would think, because the Packers probably feel like the Super Bowl window is still open, even without Devontae Adams. I mean, that's, that's the expectations. That's why you sign Rodgers. That's why you give them all the money. We think we can still win a Super Bowl. And with that defense and, and Barry, Joe Barry, the defense coordinator, I mean, everything is in place now. Offensive tackles, offensive line, uh, con some concern there. Uh, but next man up, uh, look, we, we feel like we have a Super Bowl roster, not just Super Bowl starters. And so that needs to start to happen. And I look at the game and, and the Packers had opportunities Brady, I'm going with the Packers here. You know, laying 10 points at home uh, against Chicago. The Vikings' offensive line is miles better than what the Bears' offensive line is right now. And so uh, to give up that many yards, again, 126 yards and 28 carries, I, I don't think that's going to happen uh, against Chicago. Uh, I, I think the stage was set for the young players. And I'm thinking back to myself as a young player, rookie, uh, and week one to week two, I know the speed of the game now. I know what to expect. I know everything is different. And I'm also embarrassed about if you're watching dropping a touchdown pass, if, if I missed assignments. Green Bay is good enough. And then certainly Chicago is bad enough to where if you're the floor, you're going to run your core package of plays mm -hmm. to where I know my guys know what to do. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be overcomplicated here. Uh, I can I can run our offense. I can be efficient, and we can still uh, get the job done. So I, I like the Packers. It's a big number, but they're at home. 
uh, I don't mind laying it against uh, Aaron Rodgers, who, like you said, owns Chicago. <laughs> well, for me, it's really a combination of the Packers getting healthier on that offensive line and the Bears being a pretty bad football team, which you kind of allude to there. David Bakhtiari was limited in practice on Friday. He is questionable. Elgin Jenkins was a full participant on Friday. He is listed as questionable. Uh, the Packers were very successful mm -hmm. in rushing the football last week against the Minnesota Vikings, and we know the Bears, uh, they cannot stop the run. They were one of the very worst teams against the run in football in 2021. Also, the Chicago Bears averaged an NFL low 2.9 yards per play on first down in week one. They completed only eight passes. I thought the first half of that game kind of looked exactly like the what we thought mm -hmm. we would see. We would see Trey Lance struggle and miss some throws. We would also see Trey Lance be electric and, and make some great throws. We would see Justin Fields running for his life. It was supposed to be very low scoring, and San Francisco was going to win this game with its rushing attack and defense. A and then the monsoon came. Mm -hmm. um, I think this one in Green Bay is going to play out like we expect it to. There, there's yeah. not, we're not going to have weather like we had in Chicago, and, and I think what we thought the Chicago Bears team was in the offseason, they will truly be that. And, uh, yeah, I, I could only lay the points here as well. Right, and if you watch the tape and you're coaching, and say, okay, look, well, our game plan, we can simplify things. Like, we've been running these plays since OTAs. You guys should know what to do, and we have this quarterback back there that will know exactly where to go with the ball. Uh, if we can hold up with the offensive line, which I think, like I said, I think it's a better matchup in the trenches for Green Bay. Uh, it's a solid play for me uh, here with the Packers at home. All right. Very good. In agreeance there on the Green Bay Packers laying the big number on Sunday night football. Um, the Titans at the Bills. And, Mike, this is another one that's set up very much for me like an overreaction week mm -hmm. game. Uh, the Bills look like world beaters on opening night in the victory over the Rams. The Tennessee Titans, they squander a 13 to nothing halftime lead and lose as a five-and-a-half-point five, uh, five favorite at home. So while everything went wrong for the Titans, everything was, uh, you know, glitz and glamour for the Buffalo Bills. This line over the summer was Buffalo minus seven and a half, and now it's 10 uh, off of kind of the reaction to what we saw in week one. And let's not forget, the Titans have been to the playoffs three straight years. They've won 11 games in each of those seasons doing so. I have never really been in love with this team, but they are not horrible. This is not the Texans or the Jaguars. I mean, this is a pretty decent team, and now they're catching 10 points. They have also beaten the Buffalo Bills twice in a row now outright as underdogs in their last two meetings. I don't think they're going to be intimidated by this situation, Mike. Um, you know, I think this line is inflated. Buffalo currently a 10-point favorite with a total of 47.5. What say you? Well, it's a big number. That's why I have questions for you. Okay, all right. <laughs> so... You just said the Titans are a good team. I mean, they're not the same team anymore, right? And I don't think they're great. And, okay. and I also prefaced that or, or had a little qualifier there by saying I have never loved this team. Yeah. But, yeah. but they have accomplished a lot in the last three seasons. They were the number one seed last year. Right. Um, okay, the Titans working off rust. Or is there a different reality going on? Because I think that's an excuse for this football team. Because I know I've heard that people are using the Titans. They didn't play in preseason, but they're not good enough to not play in preseason. They should have played in preseason. Right? Absolutely. So they're, they're behind the eight ball that way, uh, in my opinion. Now injuries, Landry going down, that's the key one. Um, you're not explosive on the outside. Burks has got a learning curve. Tannehill, okay, what's going to happen? Derrick Henry, not the same player. I, I just I think reality uh, is setting in in terms of the Titans and the excuse is that they, they need to knock off the rust. It's a big number, though. 
uh, against Vrabel. And that's who I'm leaning on here if you're looking at this game. I didn't lay it with Buffalo, uh, despite the fact that Buffalo, I think they are a world beater, to be honest with you. I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, I agree. They but, have, but, you know, the point spread is the great equalizer, right? Right, right. And they, it could be inflated. They have a deep roster. Uh, they have a rotation of seven now with Ed Oliver and his situation injury right. uh, up front, which is going to pose a threat for Tannehill and the Titans in the offensive line. But here's what Buffalo did last week. Well, the game, their first game of the week of the year against the Rams, 413 yards of total offense, 292 <laughs> passing, 121 rushing, 9 of 10 on third down conversions. Amazing. 90%. This is against the defending Super Bowl champions, by the way. 100% scoring in the red zone in terms of touchdowns. All that's got to regress, right? I don't know. <laughs> 31 and 14 time of possession in a game in which they only had 58 plays. And essentially nine total drives because they, they had to kneel down. Total domination. That's what they did against the Rams on the road. Against the Titans, when reality is completely different, it's still a big number, though. I, I couldn't get there. But, man, I was close to getting there to land it with the Buffalo Bills here in this one. This is uh, from our friend Mark Lawrence of Playbook Sports. He's also a contestant in our Circa Invitational Contest run by Matt Humans on Friday nights. NFL teams coming off of a double-digit vi uh, double victory in Week 1, mm -hmm. like the Bills, are 17-37-2 against the spread when facing an opponent coming off of a straight-up loss as a favorite, mm -hmm. including 4-16 and 16 against the spread as a non-division favorite. And I think this plays right into exactly what we're talking about for overreaction week. You have a team that, that won by double digits versus a team that lost outright as a favorite, and, and the line gets inflated, and that's why you see these results. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can factor in the mistakes, too, that Buffalo made, um, which are going to happen. I mean, to think that Buffalo did that and they turned the ball over as many times as they did, uh, I mean – it, it is – I was this close, Brady, seriously, that close to saying, hey, man, this, this number is okay with me. But, you know, some trends are – they're trends for a reason. The trends are trends until they end, and you got to respect them uh, as a better. Well, I think what we have here is you have one team that wins so impressively mm -hmm. uh, and then another team that was supposed to win and lost so that, you know, the Buffalo Bills get really elevated and everybody downgrades the Tennessee Titans, and I think the truth probably yeah. lies somewhere in between. Yeah, see, Buffalo to me – was the team that was working off the rust with the turnovers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> then when they dusted that thing off or that oh, rust man. off, I mean, they look incredible. Uh, and they haven't even peaked. Yeah, I, I mean, it was the first game. Yeah, right. But, but, boy, it looked like a pretty peak performance to me. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, well coached, and certainly uh, I think the motivation from what happened to them last year is in play, too. But it is a big number and uh, some strong information, some strong trends that you just outlaid, too. That one will be the first game, <laughs> 4.15 Pacific time, 7.15 p.m. Eastern on Monday night. It is a doubleheader. I love the doubleheader Monday nighter. We'll come back with the Vikings and Eagles next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening what's up everybody this is Stephen a smith when i'm not at my day job first tape you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen a smith show podcast tune in every monday wednesday and friday at the very least as i bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports pop culture business and politics You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSA, the sports betting network. Start your football season out on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of your top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, 24 7 video, season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long. Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save $50 off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become a part of the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. Wrapping up here before we get to the football contest show. We reveal the consensus five picks from the Circa Millions and also the top plays in Circa Survivor. That will be coming up at the top of the hour. But, Michael, one more game to get to here. The final game of week two in the National Football League. It will be the Vikings at the Eagles. And I tell you, the run defense for both of these teams last week was not very good in week one. Of course, Philadelphia gave up three rushing touchdowns, 6.6 yards per carry to the Detroit Lions and specifically DeAndre Swift. Minnesota, they gave up 6.3 yards per carry to the Packers, which was 29th in the league in week one. I do believe the Eagles' defense is better than what we saw, so I'm not too worried about that. I'm not so sure about Minnesota's defense. 
I think both of these teams are absolutely contenders and deserve our uh, deserve our attention mm -hmm. uh, week in and week out. But I also feel like Philadelphia is probably the more complete unit of the two. They are a small favorite, laying two points with a total of 50 and a half. Your thoughts? This is the game. I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, for One of the a lot better of ones of the week, it, right? It really is. Um, because I always start to question when I'm looking at games and teams and where to go, what to bet is what a team wants to do versus what they can do. And these two teams can do whatever they want to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, offensively, it is. So I'm thinking about the defenses. Like, how do you, if you're the Eagles, how do you prepare for the Vikings? Too much offense in a week of preparation. A couple of days, really, Brady. Uh, and then if you're the Vikings, how do you prepare for the Eagles offense that has six eligibles that can hurt you? And, and so it, it is a dilemma here. So you look at the total is 59 minus 110, 51, excuse me, uh, minus 110 either way. 51 is the total in the game. Uh, but when you have so much offense, and O'Connell is a first-time head coach. Okay, that's, that's out the window now. He's, he's fine. Um, Kirk Cousins, though, prime time mm -hmm. and a big game. Primetime Kirk. Right, going back to this division and – Okay, what's his track record? But, man, the talent he has around him and the offensive options that he has around him, too, it should not affect Kirk Cousins. In fact, he should be better. Uh, and Jalen Hurts, I mean, the Eagles have picked up where they left off last year, uh, rushing the football. I think, what, four rushing touchdowns. They led the league last year in rushing touchdowns. It's the, it's the offense. It's Shane Steichen, offense coordinator. It's the college offense. But they have six eligibles, including Jalen Hurts, who will run the football and, and do all this play-action stuff. And now they have a matchup. With A.J. Brown, a matchup advantage. Uh, and then you think about the Vikings and what they want to do. They can run the football. They know that. But that offense, when they want to throw it, they can throw it to whoever they need to, uh, whenever they want to. Drop back, play action, boot. It doesn't matter. So, for me, I'm looking at the total because I just don't know how. Now, they get the extra day because it's Monday night. But I don't know how both defenses prepare for the offenses that we're going to see in this game. Well, I tell you what, uh, I, I side with the Eagles here. I did bet the Eagles minus the two points. Uh, like I said, I think they're the more complete team. I worry a little bit about Minnesota on defense. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I think we saw in week one their pass rush looks pretty good. Right. But is it going to be as good against a mobile quarterback? Um, I feel the running game for Philadelphia is probably similar to the running game uh, of Green Bay as far as you know uh, ability and, and threat. Um, but you've also got the passing game now that we saw on display uh, with A.J. Brown. You talk about, of course, Devontae Smith. Uh, certainly that looks better than what the Packers are currently as they round those newer receivers into form. Um, but I don't like the Minnesota secondary. Like I say, I think they'll have a decent pass rush, but are they going to be able to handle a mobile quarterback in Jalen Hurts? But I don't like the secondary. I think that's a weakness for the Minnesota Vikings, and uh, it, this is not a good team to be facing with a bad secondary. Right, and I totally agree with that, and that's why, okay, what are you going to lean on? What what can you do versus, you know, what you can do in a game and uh, what you want to do, right? And um, I think for the Vikings, if they are going to surrender points, they just feel pretty good about scoring points. Right. Uh, and, you know, the Eagles, okay, the matchups and what they can do. I mean, how are they going to take away Dalvin Cook in the wide zone? How are they going to take away um, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, the tight end, uh, the running backs out the backfield? How are they going to take away the boot action off the wide zone? It's like so much to prepare for uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a week's time when only the way you can combat that is certainly leaning on your offense. So you get back to that, and that's why I was looking at the total. I couldn't get there on the on side, uh, but the total – 
uh, depending on where it closes at, uh, it's very interesting to me. It's at 51 right now. Well, it may help the Philadelphia Eagles that they've got a week's worth of tape with mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connell uh, as the new coach there in Minnesota. I, I think it's also to Philadelphia's advantage that, of course, they are at home, and, and now this is the first road game right. for O'Connell and an entire new, uh, entirely new staff. Uh, so this is a, a new situation for them going on the road under the Monday night lights. And it's also coming off of a division game. You know, their bitter rival in the Green Bay Packers, they beat them. They get that mon- uh, monkey off their back. And and now they go right into a buzzsaw in Philadelphia. I think the situation is tougher for the Vikings. Yeah, it is a tough one. Um, why I think O'Connell could be fine is, you know, you, you have the pedigree and he's a former quarterback. I broadcasted games when he was quarterback in a SDSU there in San Diego and the thing about a quarterback is the confidence that they have, right? And, and so uh, I, I think as a head coach, that was on display. Uh, the energy was on display. Uh, and I, I think his message is so refreshing to the Vikings team that if it can penetrate Kirk Cousins in a primetime situation against the Eagles on the road, uh, I, I can see fireworks in this game. But, I mean, there's some ifs there, obviously. And, and you're right. It's a great point by you. It is, it's, it's a tough game on the road. And uh, anytime that situation exists in the National Football League, you have to take a second look at that. Did you make a play on the total in this game? Not yet. Because um, it came, it was at 49 to open, and it's up to 51. I don't know where it's going to go here, um, looking at splits and you know, looking at action and all that. But uh, I'll be curious. I, I would be inclined to look at the over if it does dip some. All right, let's go over uh, what our best bets are for week two in the NFL. I mentioned I am on the Philadelphia Eagles at minus two. You're considering the total there going over the total on this Monday night matchup in Philadelphia. What other bets have you made? What, well, what is in pocket for you? Well, I mean, in pocket at my teaser, which I, I'm <laughs> almost close to being in love with. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, I do have some love for it, though, and that's the um, Steelers at home. Uh, plus eight and a half, and the Saints at home, uh, plus eight and a half, too, ah, right there. I have so. the same combination. Oh, how about that? How yeah. about that? So, and we, we didn't even talk about that. I know, I know, right? Uh, but, you know, I, I like the home situations here. You know, being on the road last week kind of burned me with San Francisco, uh, even though I felt great about them on a teaser. But, again, it's on the road. And, and so I, I filed that away. Uh, I just think energy home opener uh, for both of these teams and – uh, familiarity certainly with the Saints and the Buccaneers there. So I, I like the teaser situation right there. I like the Lions. I got them a minus a one and a half. I actually like the Steelers too, uh, just catching points. But I didn't bet that. You know, you got the, uh, the teaser situation. Um, but we'll get to the contest too. Or, are we going to talk about the contest plays now? Or yeah, we'll do that yeah. in the con- in the football contest show, which is coming up uh, at the top of the okay. hour. Um, I mentioned uh, the Eagles. I also played the Dallas Cowboys plus seven mm-hmm. and a half. Uh, you and I, of course, share the common teaser there. The Steelers up to eight and a half with the Saints up to eight and a half. Uh, I also took the Washington Commanders up to plus eight and a half. You can no longer get that. Um, if you can find a one and a half out there and still get it on to the other side of seven. I still think that's a very good play. I took the Carolina Panthers up to plus eight. And then one, I went the other way with a couple of favorites, Mike. I took the Cleveland Browns down to favored by just one half. Okay. Uh, that was from six and a half down to just a half. And then I took the 49ers down to two and a half. Got them under the three, which I really like. And that's back when this line on the Niners was, of course, at eight and a half, which mm-hmm. maybe you'll find before kickoff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
because of the weather too. Right. And, and I was right. asked during the week uh, on various shows across the network here at Beeson about how weather affects you. And uh, as players, we hate a wet football. We can deal with the cold. Um, you can deal with the heat. You can deal with altitude. But a wet football stinks. <laughs> Just ask Trey Lance. <laughs> right. It stinks. And, and you throw away game plans. And we saw that from the 49ers. And uh, there's going to be weather involved in this game, too. But, no, we hate fo white footballs. Absolutely. Well, you could tell Trey Lance didn't like it. And I don't think anybody would have been able to throw that football in what yeah. was going on in Chicago there. Uh, and, of course, now for the second week in a row, San Francisco's going to get what looks to be a rainy football field uh, in Santa Clara. 50% chance, better than 50% chance of rain during that game with the Seattle Seahawks. We wrap up the Pro Football Blitz and we turn the page to the Football Contest Show coming up next at VSIN. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.